Welcome to Wayfair, where we'll walk hand in hand, and deep in our heart, we still believe. In the midst of the slurry of sound bites, this podcast is like anti-media. It's filled with gaps and places for you to join in and respond. It's like a canoe ride for your soul, but less paddling and turning over and getting water up your nose and losing your wallet. It's only half finished on its own, though. It needs you to be complete. Together, we'll explore a variety of spiritual practices old and new, from responsive readings and quiet reflection to Lectio Divina. Now, during Holy Week, we're asking the question, what does Jesus mean to you? You'll find spaces and pauses throughout for reflection and for prayer. As we share together, we'll walk with Jesus through the events of Holy Week. Now, after today, we have two more podcasts left for this season. Tomorrow, we'll look at Good Friday, and Sunday, we'll have a special episode just for Easter, so look out for those. Now, these last two podcasts will deviate a bit from our format as we contemplate Jesus' suffering and resurrection. Also, I'd like to just say a special thanks to everyone who has been so willing to help out, from reading prayers, to playing songs, and leading in spiritual practices, to saying what Jesus means to you, or calling in to share your blessings. Your willingness to share has been such a blessing, and has made this project a joy. So, join in as you feel led, unless you're in a canoe, and if you are, I hope you brought some nose plugs. So, listen to your heart, be attentive to the spark of the divine within you as we journey together. Hey, this is Richard. Will you pray with me? I'll pray a line and then leave a space for you to respond with Put Your Song of Love on My Lips. So after each line, you can respond with Put Your Song of Love on My Lips. Let's pray together. God, we see so much injustice in our world. So much potential for wealth and power to be used at the expense of others. But you are making a new community that traffics in generosity rather than greed. You are making a new sisterhood that prizes mutuality and compassion above power. You are making a new brotherhood in which we all share goodness, peace, and love. God, we see so much injustice in our world. Amen. Jesus put a towel around his waist. Jesus put a towel around his waist. Jesus donned a servant's guard to expose the heart of God, Jesus put a towel 
around his waist. Jesus poured the water in a bowl. Jesus poured the water in a Set the water free to slake the thirst of homesick feet. Jesus poured the water in a bowl. Jesus got down on the dusty floor. Jesus got down on the dusty floor Had no taste for power's fair Love was all his sustenance Jesus knelt down on the dusty floor Watched the feet of his enemy. Jesus washed the feet of his enemy. Jesus touched the wayward souls thought far beyond the reach of God. Jesus watched the feet of his enemy. Jesus said, now you do the same. Jesus said, now you go do the same. Get your bucket and get your towel Love ain't interested in crowns Jesus said now you Okay, to me, Jesus means pretty much everything. He's the source of my strength in my life, and my faith is what keeps me going. Jesus means the opportunity to start new whenever you choose. I look at Jesus as the same way I would look at a telegram or a letter. In other words, it's, it's a bearer of news, but it's not the news itself. Jesus means pure love. I'm thinking of images of Psalm 23 and just being with and leading me on paths and leading me out. And even if he goes ahead, he's leading me to good things, not not things that are bad. He's not leading me to things that are evil. It's not inherently an evil world. He's leading me to places that are good, that are good things.
It was Thursday, the last week of Jesus' ministry. Here's what Mark says. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was sacrificed, the disciples said to Jesus, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover meal? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city. A man carrying a water jar will meet you. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs already furnished. Prepare for us there. The disciples left, came into the city, found everything just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. Jesus means many things to me, but I think uh, the one that I'm mindful of right now is uh, his life and example of how I should live with others, of my relationship with other people. It means love and faith and someone to look up to. Jesus to me means Emmanuel in heaven. Emmanuel every day because Christ in me is what makes beautiful things out of the chaos and the and the dirty and the ugly in my life makes beautiful things and brings glimpses of perfection into my life um, most especially when I see my daughter and how such beautiful creation was was formed in her through the relationship that Adam and I have that came out of a lot of ugly but yet beautiful love. We had such different lives at a certain time, but yet they brought us together, um, and because of that, we are able to see Emmanuel in our lives every day. That evening, Jesus arrived with the twelve. During the meal, Jesus said, I assure you that one of you will betray me, someone eating with me. Deeply saddened, they asked him one by one, It's not me, is it? Jesus answered, It's one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread with me into this bowl, the human one goes to his death, just as it is written about him. 
but how terrible it is for that person who betrays the human one. It would have been better for him if he had never been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. He took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. I assure you that I won't drink wine again until the day when I drink it in a new way in God's kingdom. To me, Jesus is a model for living life to the fullest and for giving of oneself to the benefit of others. Jesus loves me. After singing songs of praise, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus and his disciples came to a place called Gethsemane. Jesus said to them, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him. He began to feel despair and was anxious. He said to them, I'm very sad. It's as if I'm dying. Stay here and keep alert. Then he went a short distance farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that, if possible, he might be spared the time of suffering. He said, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Take this cup of suffering away from me. However, not what I want, but what you want. He came and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you stay alert for one hour? Stay alert and pray so that you won't give in to temptation. The spirit is eager, but the flesh is weak. Again he left them and prayed, repeating the same words, and again when he came back, he found them sleeping. They couldn't keep their eyes open, and they didn't know how to respond to him. He came a third time and said to them, Will you sleep and rest all night? That's enough. The time has come for the human one to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let's go. Look, here comes my betrayer. Jesus is um, co-sufferer with me, and so in life I know that, that God doesn't leave me, that God is always with me because Jesus can identify with our sufferings. To me, Jesus is hope. In my job, I meet a lot of people who have lost hope or who never felt they had much to hope for at all. They've been failed by the people who were supposed to love them the most, and now they struggle for something in which to have faith. I am so thankful that in the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, I have hope not only for eternal life, but for a daily life 
filled with purpose, intention, and promise. I once talked with a pastor who told me that he knew that he was in God's will because things were going so good. His cars were running good. He hadn't had to do any major repairs on his house. And he was happy. Sheesh, I thought. If that's the litmus test for God's will, then I am way off base. And so was Jesus, for that matter. But Jesus chose to enter fully into the human experience, even into our suffering. Whether our suffering stems from corrupt systems or unfortunate circumstances or even our own bad decisions, Jesus does not turn away. He's not ashamed of us. He doesn't wince to call us friends to be near us. So, if you're suffering, Jesus is near. Let's take a few minutes now to open our hearts to God. Tell God your worries and your fears. Let God know your suffering and your concerns. And then, be attentive to God. Know that God loves you and is present with you even now. Let's pray.
In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Wayfair is a production of Central Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. A loving, healthy, and progressive gathering of Christians where everyone is welcome, no exceptions. Find out more about Central at LexCentral.com. There you'll also find links to subscribe to this podcast with iTunes or Stitcher. If you like the show, don't forget to share it on Facebook or Twitter and send us your comments. You can get in touch with us at info at LexCentral.com. This episode was produced by me, Aaron Austin. Thanks to everyone who joined in. And thanks to you for listening. Join us tomorrow for another step along our journey.